Hello everyone out there, um, this is Michelle Massiello for Adventures in Monkey Braining. Uh, this is episode 10, and I'm just going to talk at you for a little bit. Um, last few weeks I've been, I've developed, I've had a couple de- uh, developing sessions to develop the black and white, exposed black and white film that I have in my freezer. I had a roll of HP, uh, Ilford HP5 Plus 400 speed 120 film and then I had like six rolls of that FPP super positive black and white slide film so I'm going to tell you about it a little bit so the last well a while back I don't know I think I mentioned in one of my recent past episodes about how I had obtained the prolate for my lab box that Ars Mago put out. I, because I was a backer, I got like a 80, 80 or 90% discount, only paid, only ended up paying $25 for it when they normally charge 100 bucks or 99 99 whatever. Anywho, um, so I tried it. I tried it out, seeing how it works. And since I only had one roll of this HP five stuff, I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna put it in there. Now with this lab box, I've been having some trouble with the. I don't know if it's me being a bonehead or whatever, but I had a little trouble with using when using it with uh, the 120 film and. When I received my received the lab box from as as I was a backer for this uh, Kickstarter thing for it, I received the 35 millimeter um, module and the 120 module. Each module is the piece that holds and contains the 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 film until it gets uh, in a light tight area in or, until it gets um, put on the reel. Anywho. So well, not 35 light tight because the can it just holds the canister. But anyway, so the the 120 thing module is designed to where has an op- has a spot has a setting has a, a compartment in there that opens and closes. It opens up so the as you take off the as you pull the backing paper through the through a little slit in the module, it's supposed to spiral the film into this little drum thing. And then you can close it, tear it. Once you're done with the backing paper, it gets to the end of it where it's connected to the film. Uh, close it by turning the drum a certain way and then tearing out the paper. And the, a little piece of the film is supposed to hang out from the drum into the... But for the most part, it's supposed to be light tight. I'm not sure what the hell is going on with me, but the first time I did it, I, could, I didn't get... I first think two times I did it, I couldn't get the film to spiral or, or wind into this little drum correctly, and so when I went to go open the piece up and connect it to the film, put it on the reel, and all this, it got exposed to the light, which was super not awesome. So, this time, I went to try it again. 
to see if I can. And then I even went through the went on the RS Maga website and you know watched their training video or the the video they use for um, showing you how to do it. Watched it a few times to make sure I had it. I was putting it in there correctly according to the video. Now with this lab bugs, there are certain films like, apparently that won't, that aren't really compatible with it. And so, for I don't know why, I think maybe because they're thick, the film base is thicker, or something. But, but anyway, so I'm thinking that this HP5 is that one is that film type that doesn't really work out too well because didn't really get on the reel very well either. I had a hell of a time. It was just all fucked up. So what happened with it was as I was pull, pulling the backing paper through, like the directions say, and letting it wind into the little drum, hopefully it does that, but it didn't. And I ended up, when I went to go and, now because of my previous mistakes, I ended up uh, doing this in, this part in the dark because, well... I didn't want to expose the film to light, so but still got all effed up and creased the film and all this fun stuff. Anyway, so I thought it was in the little canister, so I went to open it up and put and attach the uh, what's it called the the um, the leader retriever or the little clip that that pulls it into the the. Um, onto the reel as you wind it. The uh, the film got all unspooled and popped out and went everywhere and this and that. It was a disaster. But eventually I got onto the reel, but it didn't really work out too well. Like I said, the film got bent some somehow and it was all jacked. And then, once I got it on there, Some other awesome shit happened. So me, you know, this was I ended up doing this, doing this uh, development. Uh, I think like I don't know, late as fuck. Like it was, I think it was like I don't know, two, three in the morning, a.m. And I, had, I ended up, I ended up developing a total of three rolls, two thirty-five millimeters and then that one twenty film. So the two thirty-five millimeters, they were fine. I got the, I did those first in my Patterson tank and they went out fine. And then I ended up doing the one twenty film afterwards. Well stupid me didn't pay attention to my chemical uh the little measuring cups I have my chemicals in. And I put the fixer in first, thinking it was developer. And then I went to go pour it out, and I was like, wait, why is the fixer cup empty? And I'm like, holy crap. I, I, I developed the film with fixer. <laughs> that was retarded. That was so dumb. And so I popped off the lid and looked at it. And I'm like, oh, I can, I can faintly see some images. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to try it again. I went and put the developer in and then did it all over again and then went through the, all the other steps and 
all the way through, you know, stop bath and fixer and washing and wedding agent and all that stuff. So I ended up getting I ended up getting uh, images. I mean, they were jacked, but I still got images. <laughs> I really regret what happened, but what you gonna do? I guess just learn from it and grow. Be a little more patient. See, that's what happens when you rush through things. You go through, you grab the wrong thing, like trying to get it done so you can go to bed. And just, you know, you had a full day of doing errands and chores and all this other half to crap. And what happens? Blunder. Blunders and wonders and. Oh my goodness. Oh well. I mean, I still got some images. They're not the best. They didn't turn out the best. But they're there. You can still see what it was and stuff. Super dense, contrasting, and all this other crowd. But... Oh well. I feel real bad though, because this this role was uh, the last role of one of my that I took shot in Utah or Northern Arizona, uh, Southern Utah, Fredonia. And Fredonia, Arizona, and uh, what's that? St. George, maybe? I don't know. Utah? I don't know. Whatever town it borders. Not St. George. I don't know where that is. But anyway. So, we went there. We went to Pipe Springs. We went to this uh, Johnson Canyon, I think it's called. And. It's kind of interesting because in that canyon there was a, a an abandoned movie set on someone's property. It was all dilapidated and decaying and stuff, and all the buildings are falling over. But it's like, hey, that's pretty cool. It's the remains of like a west, some kind of western or something like that, I guess. I don't know. Anywho, that's the what I was told, like the rumor and all that. So, yeah, that was my debacle in the first one, and. It was all right. Now the second, my second session came out pretty good. It was actually pretty. And all my 35 millimeter film, I have to say, it came out pretty good. I mean, there, there was like, you know, when I went to go scan them and stuff, you know, there's like some rings from like the water collecting on the film or whatever. But that's okay, no big deal. they were heavy contrast, and I. These three, these three or four rolls I did, I bracketed all of them. It looked like I did, in order to make sure that you know I had gotten at least one good exposure out of the, out of them. And yeah, I got a few good pictures. I mean, it turns out I didn't really need to bracket because I figured because I had the experience now to where I knew or had a feeling of how to get you know good light because this this film is such a low ISO, but that's alright. I tend to be a little insecure sometimes. I was like, well, especially when, like, I was doing the, I shot an abandoned building, and it was really dark in there, and I was like, well, I better bracket just in case, because you never know. So, yay. Anywho, the film came out pretty good. I was happy about it. I even, my second one, I was even kind of proud of myself, because I, I have a, 
a set of steel tanks that I got um, that I bought off this guy in Craigslist. His dad died, and he inherited his dad's film photography stuff, um, darkroom stuff, and I bought it. Came with a larger, bunch of film reels, tanks, um, timers, all kinds of shit. So that was pretty cool. I got that like I don't know, years ago, like six, seven years ago. I think it's a long time ago. Anyway, they um, I keep going past. I gotta get gas. Hold on. I'm gonna. My car is running low on gas, so I must get it. So I'm gonna pause this thing and then I will continue. So just give me a moment, and we'll get through this here in a second. All right, talk to you in a second. Gas it all up, ready to go. Now back to what I was saying. Um, so I got these steel tanks. I've never used these steel tanks before. I've, I've um, when I was went to photography school and everything else, I've always used uh, Patterson's tanks. I had a pa- I have a Patterson tank, so I use that. But last year I was like, I got these reels. I want to try them because my Patterson tank kind of leaks, so I want to. Having all kind of like have an alternate thing, it's you know, they're just sitting there, might as well use them, right? So, I went on YouTube and found out how to last year. I went on YouTube and found out how to load them because I was having difficulties. I was like, Well, the film seems wider than the reel, I don't get it. How do I get this on there? Anyway, I watched the videos, I got it taken care of, <clears throat> figured it out, and all that stuff. Practiced a little bit the first time I used these tanks. Or used it tank on some 35 millimeters uh, slide film, but I guess I pulled too hard and the 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 layer couple one or two of the layers overlapped in the spot and didn't get developed. So you got to be careful with that when it comes to steel tanks. Anywho, so but this time, this last session I did on my day off, my last days off from my job worked out pretty good and mind you I haven't I've only done this one other time and it was like a year ago almost so but hey I was I'm gonna do it I need you know need options don't don't I got all this stuff I'm not gonna limit myself so hey I'm pretty proud of myself I got it done didn't and I did had very minimal difficulty doing it too so that was pretty sweet no, nothing was overlapping. I didn't miss any frames. None of that kind of stuff. 
So the only issues I had with the film is whatever happened with when I shot it. So yay! I was pretty I was pretty jazzed about that. So I don't know if it was just you know luck of the draw. You know, next time I do it, I'll be all like, oh crap, this ain't working out so well, is it? <laughs> but hey, you know, you never know. But I was pretty jazzed, proud of myself that I was able to do it and got it done, and there were no no developing issues. So yay! Now I tell you, all these little debacles that I have once in a while, you know, you think I would learn from this stuff? No, no, <laughs> not right away at least. <laughs> You know, I don't develop film very often, so when I, especially black and white film, I mean, lately I've, this past year, I've mostly shot and developed slide film. That's my thing right now, slides. I got my slide projector, I just bought five slide carriers for it, because my other two or three are all filled up, and I have buttload of slides I need to mount and put inside there. I want to try and have a good old fashioned slideshow on one of my projector screens so that's the goal at least I have for that but we'll see how it goes <laughs> anyhow so but yeah I think I would learn if I didn't learn one thing be careful with the film that I put in the lab box because not all film is compatible with it make sure I have to make sure to, when I buy a film, that it's it's compatible with it. Like it's gonna be, you know, the base, the film base is it's gonna be, you know, good with it. So, and I gotta figure out maybe I'll, I gotta figure out how to get do this 120 stuff because I'm tired. I don't want to keep having these issues with my 120 film. I might be able to use this tank. I'm gonna use my 120 film on this tank if I if I you know. If I need to or want to, so but I don't want to keep trashing my, my negatives on doing this. But maybe I'll just keep the 120 film to my Patterson tank or my steel reels, and then I'll just do the I'll just do the 35 and the other thing. I don't know. We'll see. I don't really want. Like I said, I don't want to limit myself. So more likely, I'll just keep going. I'll figure it out. Just got to be more careful with what type of film to put in there. And maybe I can go on the internets and look for some kind of advice to see what's going on with all that why I'm having such a hard time loading the, the film into the reel but yeah that's that it was pretty cool so the film I have left now is I have some color film um, C41 and one or two uh, rolls of film that I got from the FPP that say it needs to be put into this what's that stuff called it's that vision is it vision yeah that vision 3 film stuff retrochrome whatever the fuck that shit is I don't know, it's got the ramjet, and you're supposed to have a special developer. But, and I've been watching, the, listening to this All Through a Lens podcast, where the guy, where Eric, of Eric and Vanya, he makes his own developer for this process. 
it's not C41, it's something else, I forget, I forget what the top of my, in my brain what it is, but, anywho, uh, but he makes a developer, and he just says, hey, yeah, I make, I have a powder developer for this process, all you gotta do is just use your, uh, stop and fix for black and white, and then you're good to go. But then I was reading up on this other thing. They got Freestyles come out. They have a company where they uh, that makes a a kit, and granted it's fifty bucks. And this other guy, this uh, Eric from the Author Lens, if you go on his uh, Etsy store, he charges I think like eighteen or twenty bucks for for his powder for just the developer, which I guess. If he chart, if he bought, if he give, had to buy the other stuff, I mean, he probably charged closer to fifty bucks. Anyway, anyway, so yeah, so I'm not sure which I was going to go to. See, the thing is, he says that he gets good results putting his C41 through this developer, and I was like, he says the colors are punchier and more dramatic or more um, saturated. I was like, hey, that sounds pretty sweet. I want to try that. So I was thinking about doing my C41 rolls in this other developer was designed for that Vision 3 stuff. I still can't think of the the um, the process, but oh well. Yeah, so I was like, I want to try that, because I have a couple rolls of the, that tungsten stuff. Retrochrome tungsten stuff, I think it's called. Maybe not. Chrome, just that Vision Three stuff. I don't know. My memory, my memory is escaping me right now. I can't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anywho, and then I have some. And then have, on, on top of that, I have some slide film. Some more slide film. I got to develop. I have a few. Uh, I think one rolls of one one twenty. Ectochrome, that new Ectochrome stuff. So, I'm excited. I like the Ectochrome stuff. It's been it's it's been pretty good to me lately. Um, with my four x five camera and now, and the 120 stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm all jazzed. I just gotta wait to buy the the kits. So, see how it goes. I'll you know do up another podcast and you know. Let you know how things go. Um, the neat thing about this, the neat thing though, I have to say, insight is on this lab box. Despite my debacle with it, my disastrous development, and oh my god, I kick myself when I think about that. Anyway, um, is this interesting? This this lid, this pro lid thing for this uh, lab box. It's kind of interesting. It's got a it's got three different timers on it and a thermometer so it'll tell you it'll you know give you the 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 constant reading of your chemical temperatures chemical temperatures and yeah you can set three different timers on there you know for each developer basically or each chemical you know you get black and white your developer your stop bath your fixer or your uh, what is it? Uh, 
C41, your first developer, your second developer, and then your Blix, and the same thing with, you know, the the E6 kit, you get your first developer, the second developer, and your Blix, something like that. Or the C41 is, uh, has a, well, actually, it has an extra step, it has some kind of stabilizer, I'm not sure if that's, I don't know, anyway. But yeah, so once I get the chemicals and do them all up, I'll I'll hit you up. I'll let you know what's going on. Give you the 411 of all my experiences and stuff with it. The good, the bad, and the hopefully not too ugly. <laughs> and then talk about my slides. And I'm thinking about I want I'm going to buy some slides. Ooh, I don't know if I told you. I don't know if I told you in that last one. I don't, I don't remember. I don't think that my last episode was. I just put out some recordings I did over the road that a couple few months ago. Anyway, so I was going to do another I, I, episode ten. Was originally going to be some other content that I had that I had done for, uh, over the road, but I was like, no, I'm not. I've only did that once. I'm not going to do it again. So just I'm going to scrap all that, and we're going to go with this. <laughs> But anyway, so, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. So I, uh, earlier or in, was this December now? Yeah, so I'm recording this on December, was it 11th? Well, it's December 12th now, I guess. It's 2.55 in the morning on December 12th, or sorry, 12.55. December uh, December 12th in the morning so on my way home yay see my lady real quick pretty soon awesome anyway what was I saying Uh, oh yeah so I forget when I think it's like the end of November a few weeks anyways a few weeks ago it's like three four weeks ago I went over to Tempe camera uh, where they repair stuff in Tempe, Arizona. It's a city on the eastern side of uh, Phoenix. And, oh, it's where ASU is located in Tempe. Anyway, uh, yeah, so Tempe Camera, uh, they have two buildings. One building does camera repairs and um, uh, camera-related sales on the second floor. And then they also have another building across the street from them that does it's a photo lab professional photo lab anyway so when i was there i went to type of camera because that's where i bought my black and white chemicals i ended up buying uh ilford ilfosol three um their their ilford stop bath ilfo stop i don't know what the fuck it's called something like that and then their fixer their rapid fixer and then i bought the kodaks i don't know whatever that wedding agent is they have Photo flow, I think it's what it's called. Yeah. Something like that. Anywho. So, when I was there, I was like, I'm just looking around for a minute, you know, checking stuff out. And I saw they had printer papers. Like, to print your pictures. And aside from printing pictures on... A, now, I don't have a lot of experience with digital print printing my photos digitally on a, on a, I have one, one experience trying to do eight and a half by 11s way back in 97, 98, 99, no, 99, between 99, 2000, where the, um, man, that was jacked. It must've been either, I don't know, really bad 
paper. But I remember back then, you're supposed to have, uh, they have dedicated photo printers and stuff and all that. But I guess nowadays they don't have that anymore. You just, any old printer will do. The paper should be good enough to where you just have to make sure that, you know, you get a, a printer that has good enough uh, ink so it doesn't fade too quickly. Anywho, so it was a pretty jacked experience. The the first time I tried to print something, it oh, it was terrible. The ink didn't didn't adhere to the paper. Even after we let it dry, it smeared and it was terrible. So I never really printed anything after that because I was all like, oh, well, it looks like you need a special photo printer and those things tend to be kind of expensive. So I was like, nah, whatever. And then back then, I was getting to the whole digital stuff, and then so I put all my cameras, and we have like just look, look at my stuff on the computer is fine. It's been fine for the last you know, ten years or so, whatever. Anywho, so I found they have this metallic paper. I was like, ooh, that sounds interesting. And I remember this guy, Mike Gutterman, talking about on his on his uh, podcast about how he likes it. It seemed all jazzy, and I seen a picture of it in the photo lab of Tempe camera uh, uh, hanging on an example of uh, of it it was shot had a black and white picture shot on it it looked sweet looked like it was just metal black and white picture all the whites come out looking like metal I was like well that's some heavy metal shit right there yeah I dig that I like heavy metal so yeah that works out <laughs> anywho listening to uh, Gutterman talk about how He's talked about once or twice before about metallic paper. And I was like, well, I'm going to give this shit a shot. I'm going to try it out. And it costs, oh, the box cost, I think, like 25, 26 bucks. And it had like 20 pages in it, 20 sheets in there. So, I don't know. But I was pretty jazzed. I, was, I, I got a few of my favorite, my... I took a few of my uh, the f- a few of the images I'm most proud of. I think are my favorite images I've taken over the years, and did them up. And man, that shit looked good. That stuff was good. I was like, the colors were punchy, and poppy, and then they look. When you, if you use color, you print color pictures. They look all f- like like f- like shiny, like like it's foil, like colored foil, or something like that and if you use black and whites the contrast between the blacks and the the, the white areas is, look just like like steel was, this looks like it was just awesome this looks like I don't know how to explain it but yeah it looked like like it was metal like shiny and it was pretty fucking sweet that's all I got to say so I was really surprised about how it came, and they dried really quickly, and there was no smudging, no nothing. I was pretty happy about it. So, yay! Well, damn it, I'm home now, and so I'll continue this conversation another time, probably tomorrow or so, talking about that stuff. So I will go ahead and end this for now, and resume this later. Um, but as you hear it, it'll be, you know, like a split second. But, you know, that's the magic of internet, I guess, and digital um, technologies. Anyway, I'll talk to you in a bit. All right. Bye for now.
All right, hey, I'm back. All right, so uh, I was gonna, I recorded a little blurb or whatever uh, in this morning, but I'm gonna go ahead and continue this episode. Um, it is 12:20 in the a.m. on December 13th, and so just to continue with the with the printing stuff. My experience, my current experience with the printing is super awesome. Um, it's been, I'm, I feel very encouraged to continue maybe printing some more 8x10s, framing them, and I think I want to try and start, uh, uh, take my hand and sell and trying to sell my stuff, maybe. Yeah. I don't see why not. Why not? I like my, I like some of my images. Hopefully someone else will too. <laughs> but... I'm gonna try it, see how it goes. Right now, I'm just in the thought process about that, but we'll see how. I'm gonna buy some more papers and do some more testing and see how, do some more print testing, see how things go. Anyway, um, so this episode is at episode 10 right now. And I have just noticed that I, Adventures of Monkey Braining, is on Spotify. I'm on my way home, and I listen to Spotify, you know, tunes, um, when, you know, I'm on my way home, I got my playlists that I listen to, but I'm just like, whoa, check this out, I'm on Spotify, awesome, and apparently I, was, I looked up my, my, my profile up on Anchor, and it shows that I'm actually on seven different platforms, and I'm going to access that and read them off and tell you where you can find my 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 stuff so currently you can this my adventures in monkey branding podcast can be found on google podcasts it can be found on spotify it can be found on breaker which is uh audio. um you can find it on overcast which is uh https colon forward slash forward slash overcast.fm you can find it on pocket casts which is https colon forward slash forward slash pca.st forward slash f1n1 you can also find it the last but not least well the last one um, radio public at https forward slash uh, colon forward slash photos forward slash radiopublic.com how awesome is that I'm on seven different platforms woohoo <laughs> yay Michael or Michelle <laughs> anyway I thought that was pretty cool it's time to celebrate celebrate have a good time celebrate you can find the podcast on all kinds of platforms. Woohoo! Oh. I didn't even think anyone was listening to this. I only get like a few plays here and there of each episode, but yeah, yeah. Super awesome. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I was kind of jazzed about that. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know what else to say about it. Anyway, yay for me.
in my little tiny, tiny, tiny little podcast I do in my car on my way home or while I'm driving somewhere. <laughs> but yay. Anyway, um, I just want to say to whoever is listening to this, thank you for listening to it. Super greatly appreciate it. I'm glad. I hope that if you are listening to this, that you find it enjoyable. Um, please try. I would encourage you to contact me. Um, you know, with any thoughts, of um, suggestions, criti- criticisms, um, words of encouragement, etc., etc. Um, you can contact me at my email, which is celestial one at gmail.com so it's spelled C-E-L R S-T-I-A-L dot O-N-E at gmail.com and that's what it is for now I'm still I'm thinking about changing that but for right now that's what it is and if you want to see my images I'm going to post some new images up here in a little bit but if you'd like to look at my pictures that are on the internets you can find them on flickr.com f-l-i-k-r.com under my name Michelle Massiello spelled M-I-C-H-E-L-E and my last name is M-A-S-I-E-L-L-O and I'm also put a few things on that Instagram on Instagram my um profile name is Crimson Rain 78 which is spelled C R I M S O N R A I N 78 and that's all one word and I've been using that that had that handle for a long long time ever since I want to say like 90, 90 1998 I came up with that in 1998 when I was in going to community college for I don't know just so I can have something to do (laughs) but yeah so I would use I came up with that one because I was all like oh yeah crimson 70 crimson rain because it's raining down blood I put all my blood sweat and tears on everything I do yeah well apparently not because my podcast is really kind of small and simple but that's okay it's growing little by little <laughs> yeah so crimson rain 78 on instagram and michelle Massiello on Flickr. check them out uh email me at c-e-l-r-s-t-i-a-l dot o-n-e at gmail.com check out my pictures email me tell me what you think if you have any Uh, suggestions or comments critiques or whatever whatever what have you if you feel like just saying hi i'd be happy with that just throw me a line and i will read your email on an episode of adventures in monkey braiding well i'm gonna end it for now i hope you enjoyed my episode 10 yay it's a milestone I'm going to call this my milestone episode. Because <laughs> with as long as it took to get here, but I've had this podcast now for over a year. and 
only on episode 10. <laughs> oh, well. I'm having fun with it, I guess. That's all that matters. But, yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. I really appreciate your time. And until next time, have a great day. And I'll say goodbye for now.